Welcome to episode seven of Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. Today I have a really special guest. I have my older brother, Chad Kundert, on to talk about his construction business, Kundert Construction. We also talk about growing up in Monroe. It was such an honor to have him on and, and talk to him about living his dream. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow us on all of our social media uh, platforms. Also go out and subscribe on YouTube, like us and, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, rate and review wherever you'd like. Uh, finally, check out our articles on our website, wiscolegacy.com. If you know of anybody that would be a great guest, feel free to reach out. All right, let's dive right into episode seven of Wisco Legacy with my brother, Chad Kunder. Hi, I'm Chad Kunder, owner of Kunder Construction, and this is my Wisco Legacy. If you have a dream, go for it. You only live one life, so money isn't everything. Just follow your dreams and don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that have been told that and they've done it. Chad, welcome to Wisco Legacy. Thank you. All right. So you grew up in Monroe. Obviously, we grew up in the same household. Uh, we have a, a pretty big age gap between us. There's 16 and a half years. So um, can you talk about growing up in Monroe, what it was like to grow up here? Um, it was it was just great. We got a small community and uh, everybody's really supportive uh, with sports, uh, other people's businesses, uh, just charity events. And yeah, it just seems like we really have a tight knit community. Yeah, that's for sure. In high school, uh, you played football and you wrestled. Uh, what got you into those sports? Um, you know, I think it was mainly our father. I, he just kept asking if I wanted to do stuff. And finally, with a little help from some friends and whatnot, I just finally decided to dive in and start playing football and wrestling. and. And that's how it all started. Yeah. Heard a lot of stories of dad playing football and, and wrestling growing up. And uh, yeah. he wrestled a lot of a lot of big guys in his day. So he had, yeah. he had some awesome stories. And it kicked a lot of butt, it sounded like. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so what, what was it like to uh, represent Monroe, have Monroe football jersey on, Monroe singlet on? What, what was that like? How, how did that feel? I don't know where that am. It just it was just natural, you know. I just I love this town, and you know, it just I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just this is where we grew up. Um, you know, love Wisconsin too. Um, you know, really supportive of everything Wisconsin, whether it's the cheesemakers. Um, Wisconsin football, wrestling, you know, Wisconsin sports period, Packers, you know, just Monroe is just a great place though. I just, I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else. I agree. The, uh, the small town impact here is, is awesome for sure. Mm -hmm. So you were part of the Monroe football dynasty. Uh, when you were in high school, your teams won three state titles. Can you talk about, uh, the, the mineral football team when you were you were growing up here? Oh, we just we worked hard. Um we had a 
tremendous group of athletes, even down to the third string players, they were still scoring points when we were in our games. You know, it just, most of our games, the starters were out by, you know, they maybe play one series the second half and they were calling it a night and they're still, you know, just having tremendous yardage and stuff and sacks and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, to never lose a high school football game was just crazy for me. So mm-hmm. we did have two ties, though, our freshman year. So can't say yeah. that we were totally undefeated. No, not a perfect record, but as close to perfect as you can get, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so what was it like uh, running onto the field at Camp Randall for those state title games? You know, that's it's really hard to explain. Uh, well, you know, like when we go to the state wrestling final, not, you know, that before it all starts, the, the, the March of Champions, uh, yeah. Yeah, the March of Champions. Uh, kind of like that. You just, you walk, you run out and you, you're just in awe. Mm-hmm. Um, your body's tingling from head to toe. And, uh, yeah, you just look over and you got 10, 12,000 fans from a little town in Monroe. So, I mean, yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, our team weren't anywhere near successful, as successful as you guys. So uh, I couldn't imagine running on that field and being able to play there. Uh, that's yep, that's was, awesome. Yep, it was pretty awesome. So what life lessons – did you learn from competing in football and wrestling that you you're still using to this day? Um, hard work. Uh, that's very important. Um, dedication, teamwork. Um, you know, and uh, whether you're in a sport, own a business. Um, you're a leader, whatever the case may be in your job, manager, um, it all boils down to everybody's kind of like a family, you know, you just, you, uh, have to treat everybody with respect and just, um, yeah. just be nice to one another. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up in this, this town, uh, being involved in these these sports programs that really built that foundation of family there, and obviously our family we're we're pretty close, so um, yep. we have that sense of family in there. And you know, I've been around your your employees and uh, you know throughout the years, and mm-hmm. you definitely build that sense of sense of family within Cooner Construction here. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, at any business, you're. You're nothing without the people that surround you. So. Absolutely. So in high school, uh, when you were in high school, they don't have this program anymore, but there was a program called Capstone. And Capstone, uh, I think it was mainly your senior year, you would go out and you and your classmates would actually build a house uh, here in Monroe. Yep. Can you talk about the Capstone program? Well, it'd it sure be nice if it could come back someday, but it's, you know, it sure takes a special teacher to 
able to do something like that, you know, you're dealing with like 17, 17 and 18 year olds. They're not always behaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was great. It, it, we, we all really learned a lot. Um, and, it, and we learned a lot more than just the building part of the trade. I mean, we got to help the electricians. We got to help the plasterers. We got to help the plumbers, um, the concrete guys, everybody, you know. And, and it was just really neat. And that, I mean, that really helped me reassure that that was something I wanted to pursue. Um, and uh, yeah, Mr. Tupper, he, he had a lot of patience for sure. <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot of different uh, young guys to deal with, with different attitudes and different mindsets. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know what it was like when you were 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a care in the world. And sometimes you get in a little trouble here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I'd be awesome if the capstone program could come back. It was such a, yeah. such a great experience. It actually, uh, I think the last capstone house uh, was my freshman year of high school. So I wasn't able to be part of the program. And, you know, it's, it's still something, you know, you drive by the house that you built in high school. And I, I still remember what house you built in capstone and uh, it's, it's pretty cool to have that, that experience at yeah. that age. You would have really enjoyed it. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you see a lot of people focusing on going to college uh, after high school and uh, you spent some time in apprenticeship program and, and at MATC and stuff, but uh, really uh, I feel like the skilled trades need to be marketed better. There's so many opportunities for uh, kids to get into the skilled trades out of high school and, and make a really good living. Can you talk about the importance of the skilled trades? Yeah. I mean, right now, we are hurting. Um, it's really hard to find young individuals that want to come and work hard. You know, it, you, you do work hard, but at the end of the day, you got some satisfaction about whether you build something or you wire something or you plumb something, um, you know, and, and with all the baby boomers, you know, people our parents' age retiring, the workforce has really gone downhill um, tremendously. I just had an ad out three weeks ago um, for a carpenter position. Uh, it was pretty well, and uh, I didn't have one applicant for three mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, it just I don't know where everybody's at, but, I mean, you can make a really good, honest living, and sometimes you make more than some of the kids that, went to college and got a degree and you know depending on what your trade is and where you work and you know, it's you you know you worked at Findorf so you've seen a lot of faces go in and out of there mm-hmm. so you probably were able to see their wages in your position and maybe not but you could you know they're making a good living a good honest living with a great pension and you know they're just if we can get more kids to come into the trades, it would be very beneficial. Yeah. I mean, the, the people that work in the trades are, you're, you're going to need these people no matter what. I mean, you have issues with the wiring in your house or you need uh, some plumbing, you need 
uh, in addition built if you want to build a new house like the people that work in the skilled trades are absolutely vital to the the world i mean we wouldn't be able to to do a lot of things without people in the skilled trades so we need to i've got work for years right now i mean Mm -hmm. i still have room in my schedule to fit other people in but i mean we're we're so bombarded because there are so few contractors out there or you know i'm fortunate enough to have a pretty good good sized crew a lot of these guys are just one two-man shows and they can't find anybody to help them either so Mm-hmm. yeah we gotta get them kids out there and learn something and yeah. otherwise people aren't gonna be able to have their water fixed or their electrical fixed. i mean mm-hmm. you know at some point these guys that do that are on call they're not even be able to keep up with the on-call stuff mm-hmm. so what do you do in an emergency if you can't get somebody there no you know? idea yeah <clears throat> You, you touched on one thing there that I wanted to talk about. So your, your schedule, uh, you have, you book work out uh, quite a bit or pretty far right now because there, yep. there's a high demand for it. Uh, and over the last year, year and a half with COVID, lumber prices went up, but uh, you didn't seem uh, to slow down. To yeah, right. You didn't seem to slow down uh, during that time frame. You talk about nope. that? Um, I, you know, I, I just feel people are sitting at home. They're looking, you know, the normal couple or family is probably spending about two hours in their house a day, I would guess, before they go to bed. And, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's lives are so busy. Well, when that pandemic hit, you're sitting in your house and you're looking at what you're living in, you know, I mean, it's it's not necessarily nasty or anything like that, but they're you know they might look up at their kitchen cabinets and they're like you know those are put in in like 1988. Why have I not changed them yet? I just never noticed that they were kind of out of date and or, mm-hmm. or your bathroom or you know anything. It's just I think people just had time to sit back and really see what they had and they wanted to update things. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. I I work at home, and so I've noticed a lot of things I want to do at home uh, just yeah, from being you, here now. You've already changed a lot around your house, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's definitely more that I'd I'd like to do, but <laughs> maybe someday, or maybe we well, can get... keep you in shape. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who are who are some of the more impactful people you've you had uh, around you growing up? Uh, the coaches. Uh, you know, teachers, family, who are some of the more impactful people? Um, you know, our parents, for sure. That's, they uh, just kind of always, they're there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my capstone teacher, Don Tupper, he, he's, you know, he just, he kind of helped me even, I had a few questions when I was starting up a business. He, he was more than happy to help me out with that. Uh, a lot of my coaches, I mean, pretty much all my coaches have impacted me somehow in my life. Steve Grossen, I, I passed away now. Uh, Jerry Goof, 
uh, Dale Osnegger, Pat Martin, Romy Cherney. I mean, just the list goes on and on. Jim Engel. I mean, he took us from last place in the conference to third in one year. And basically, just by whooping us into shape. Mm-hmm. We all had the skill. It was just we had to get in shape. So, yeah, I mean, lots of teachers have impacted my life. I mean, whether it was, you know, I don't even remember any of my college teachers, but I uh, I remember their faces and some of the stuff they talked about. And, I, you know, it just it, it sticks with you, you know. Good advice always sticks with you. And a good role model, and you know, yeah, that's for sure. You've definitely had a lot of people uh, around you, and I've I've heard you talk about every one of those uh, throughout the yep. years and how they've they've helped shape you and who you are. So that's awesome. Yep. So you talked about mom and dad. I want to want to talk about them a little bit. Uh, yep. They've always been really supportive of everything that we've done. In my, I I competed in three sports pretty much my entire life I, I can count on one hand how many times they missed an event i uh, could could even be one finger uh that's that's how supportive they were of, of my sport or my athletic career and then you know, moving into uh college and beyond uh, they've always been supportive of everything for me i know for you they were very supportive mm-hmm. when you were ready to, to launch your business can you talk about the support mom and dad have given over the years yeah, they were definitely supportive of you for sure. I mean, they you had them running year round. I mean, they they you know, once you got into probably I don't know, maybe you were fourth, fifth grade, they were running year round. Whether it was wrestling, football or baseball. So mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't catch a break there. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, starting the business, um, you know that they were just positive. They they go for it, you know. They just, you know, there's some parents out there that'll tell a kid, you know, that's that's just crazy. What what are you thinking? I mean, you can't run a business, or that's too hard to start a business, or or whatnot. And no, they just kind of said go for it, and they've helped me out with different things along the way. I mean. When dad was younger, he'd even help a little bit here and there. Um, a couple times I got in a pinch financially, and they'd help me out and then pay him back. And, you know, it just, it's definitely a growing experience starting a business. It's a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, it took me 25 years to get to where I'm at today. So, mm-hmm. a lot of great, People helped me along the way, um, and uh, just like I said before, putting the right people behind you. You're nothing without the, the guys that help you get the work done, and and without support of parents and family. I mean, you've always been supportive. You helped me here and there with, I mean, you, you worked for me for a couple summers. You, you come down and help me with some of the computer stuff before. Um, you hired the office manager, Danny, um, you know, my wife, she's tried helping down here. I mean, it's just, our entire family has been pretty supportive. Yeah. 
for sure. You know, some of the summers that I worked for you were were some of my favorites. Uh, obviously, climbing up on roofs every day and uh, tearing off and all that stuff is wasn't yeah. super fun. But you know, spending time with you and the guys was a lot of fun. About the time you almost slid in the poop pit. Uh, that was that was pretty bad. I grabbed you. <laughs> yeah, stepped one, two. Step there. Yeah, I stepped right there and went right down, and that was yeah. that was pretty pretty big fall if I would have went. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about uh, you know your wife being supportive and and helping with the business, and uh, you have two kids. Uh, yep. You talk about the importance of that side of your family too. Well, I mean, it all starts with my wife. She's she's uh, you know, she manages our family. I can't be there all the time because, you know, unfortunately, even with all the help I have, I'm still, you know, having to push 70, 80 hours a week because at that point you have to keep all them people busy. So she's running the household. Um, yeah, and she she helps keep my head on straight. Uh, when I get stressed out. Uh, Kids, yeah, Paisley and Camo, they're great. I mean, they're both, they both like to be in sports and just keep busy, and they're even supportive. Camo would love to come help if he could. He helps me with little projects around the house sometimes, and so does Paisley, or we're up to cabin working on something. They, they like to help out. Paisley's kind of at that age where she doesn't always like to help out, but mm-hmm. you know how it was when you were 12 years old, you didn't want to be working all the time. There's, especially now there's social media stuff she wants to be looking at, or she loves to draw. She's just an excellent drawer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she just, unreal, she'll just sit there and draw all day if she could. Um, mm-hmm. She's going to Oh, this dog chat room thing where they take pictures of the dogs and dress them up and whatnot, and that's pretty cute. Camo's just a busybody. I mean, family, it's everything, you know. Yeah. If I could spend a little more time, I'd like to, but, you know, have to keep keep the business rolling, and as we keep going with the stepping stones, um, Hopefully there'll be less and less pressure on me as the years go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life life is about balance. You got to have that balance between the business and and the family. But you know, yeah, I'm learning that a lot more. You know, just it, the work will be there. It's just sometimes you have to buckle down and get your work done. Mm-hmm. Just like when you were in college, you always got to get your homework done. So that's what I treat it as homework. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so much, so many behind the scenes things you have to do to, to run a construction business. You know, some people might not, not realize, I mean, I can drive by your shop at eight o'clock at night, your light's still on, you're working. Um, you know, there's, there's been times where you've worked till midnight, showed up at four or five in the morning and keep working on stuff. And, you know, it's the grind of of running the business that uh, can wear people down. Sometimes you just have deadlines and when you get into some of these smaller commercial projects, we don't do large ones, but smaller ones, they have deadlines when they want their 
their estimates in and just try to get that done. Yep, for sure. All right, so uh, you might have touched a little bit on this when you were talking about Capstone, but what really drew you to the construction industry? Our father. Um, long before you were thought of, he was a contractor, or not a contractor, but he was a carpenter. And a good one. Um, he just, I don't know, I just, ever since I was a young kid, I, that's really all I wanted to do. There's been th some things along the way that have pushed me even more to want to do that um, as a business. But yeah, I mean, pretty much dad. It was, yeah. And, you know, when you were around, he was an office guy. But yeah, um, yeah when, when he just, he just hurt his back and he just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. He still did what he, you know, he's like, he sided our house. You know, when we were growing up and helped roof it, him and I, and he still likes doing the work, but he just can't do it on a constant basis or yeah. couldn't after his yeah. injury. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so when did you start Kunder Construction? Well, first run at it was uh, actually called K&P Carpentry. Mm-hmm. Buddy of mine, Terry Plath, him and I started a little company when we were like 21, 22 years old, thinking we knew the world. And, you know, I mean, we were charging way too cheap. And, I mean, we, we started off with a couple ladders and a couple of roofing nailers. Um, we just roughed and roughed, and we weren't really making any money. So <laughs> that's where... You know, him and I decided it was time to maybe get real jobs again. And he went to industrial combustion and I went to Fendorf and well, that's where I started my apprenticeship. Um, that was a good time. I mean, Fendorf was fine, but you know, it, it, it wasn't for me. After getting a little taste of working for somebody or working for myself, I should say, um, I didn't like being an employee. And so then in 1998, I decided to start Cooner Construction. Um, Terry was still at uh, Industrial Combustion. He was, I think he was a manager at that time. Uh, and I, you know, I started up and I was by myself, pretty much tearing off roofs and putting them back on myself and building decks and putting windows in and just, you know, little almost handyman type stuff is where I started. But I, you know, I learned to, you know, charge accordingly, not give stuff away, um, but not take advantage of anybody, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of kept going from there. Terry finally got sick of, uh, um, working in the corporate world and he decided he would like to come back. So he started his own little company and him and I have pretty much worked together ever since. Yeah. That's uh, you guys have gone through a lot over the years. I think you learned, you probably learned a lot of lessons through starting K and P carpentry and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what did you, 
what drew you back to Monroe? So you're working at, at Findorf up in Madison. What drew you back to Monroe to start your business here? Well, Findorf was a commercialized company. So we pretty much all I was doing is building a high-rise building and really wasn't carpentry work per se. I mean, I was putting up cement forms basically mm-hmm. and tearing them down. So uh, I really love residential and that's kind of always been my passion. So I wanted to you know, just come back to our small town where people knew me and I would have a probably better opportunity to grow as a company, you know, instead of trying to start something up in a big city or, and I'm just not a big city guy. I know yeah. country bumpkins, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you touched on it a little bit, but what kind of work do you, you focus on? Uh, the last probably five years or so, we've really been building a lot of houses. Um, and that wasn't always the case. Start off when we were younger, take what you can get. I mean, we'd roof and side and just do a lot of crap work, really. But now we, we're established and we still, you still have to do the crap work. I, mean, I shouldn't call it crap work, but it, you have to do some of these other jobs that you necessarily don't want to do. You know, I always say little jobs turn into big jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, for instance, I've put a porch on a house and they call me five years later and they want to build a house, you know, something mm-hmm. simple like that. But yeah, we, we, we focus on building new homes. We do a few sheds a year. We've actually done two shed houses. Those are pretty unique to build. Um, we, we focus on bathrooms, siding, windows, kitchens, you know, remodeling and additions. That's pretty much where we like to stay at, you know, mm-hmm. almost yeah. all areas. We just don't like to do shingling anymore. We're all old. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some other people that can climb up on those roofs and take right. care of them. Right. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, you do a little bit of light commercial work too. Uh, yep. not, not a ton right now, but, uh, you do a little bit of light commercial work as well. Yeah. I'm working on a nice project for St. Victor's church right now. I'm trying to get that estimate completed for them and kind of cross our fingers and hope that we can get it. Cause it'd be a nice inside winter job. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the challenge of working in Wisconsin is you have uh, there's obviously a lot of opportunity to work uh, on your on your stuff. But in yeah. the winter, we have, you know, frigid temperatures. You got snow all over. Can you talk about battling all that in the winter. Well, you know, it's I have to keep the men busy. However, I have to do it, whether it's cleaning shop or whatever at some point. Know, some of them really frigid days if, if all we have is outside work um, because we 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 pretty much work year-round so there's you know i don't want to lay them off a day here and a day there you know so i mean try to keep them busy some of the guys are pretty comfortable so they don't they'll say you know i don't need to come in and and uh make that money you let so-and-so do it you know 
they, they have three kids or whatever. So, or we'll just all take turns, you know, just making sure everybody's getting their paycheck that, that they need, you know, to pay. Um, well, most of the time we'll buck up, get out there and do it, you know. Yeah. It sucks because, you know, half the day you're paying them to get warmed up, but at the end of the day, they're still making money and uh, the project's moving forward. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you talk about the, the family atmosphere and you definitely have that. You have, you have people who would, you know, let somebody else work instead of them so they can get that paycheck. Um, but you kind of touched on something right there where it's not always, or it's, it's definitely not about the money. It's more about having the opportunity for your employees to go and, and do great things, you know, build stuff and whatnot. I'm always looking for ways to benefit my the guys that are around me. I mean, if I can pay them extra money or, if, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Every once in a while, if I could give them a bonus or, I mean, I run on pretty tight numbers. Because I, I I pay those guys pretty well I feel um, and you know that's why I keep the numbers so tight obviously I still have to have an income the bills have to be paid for the business and everything so um, but yeah I mean it's it's all about keeping them happy and, you know every once in a while we'll throw together a little gift basket just throw some stupid little things in there. I mean, sometimes we'll throw a pair of socks in there. Um, you know, gloves that, you know, you wear, you know, four or five times, throw them away, you know, like a big pack of them. And Jen, will, Jen usually puts this together. My well, last time we got them nice coolers and we kind of packed coolers full of stuff. And it really boosts morale. You, you wouldn't think it, but uh, it just puts a smile on their face like you care, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, little, those, yeah, those little things, they, they definitely add up and uh, you take care of your employees. Yeah, you just shoot them a comment saying, hey, you're doing a great job. Or, hey, man, that looks awesome. You know, keep up the good work. It's just try to be positive all the time. Yep, exactly. So the construction industry has obviously changed a lot over the years. From the time you started uh, to where we're at now, uh, what have you had to change over the years to kind of keep up with the changes in the industry? Oh, you know, I do quite a little schooling here and there. I mean, keep up with my credit. So I always try to pick stuff that's going to pertain to what, where I can learn something, you know, and, I want to take a class, just take a class. Might as well get something out of it because it's going to take an entire day or two days or three days or whatever. Um, tools. Uh, tools are changing all the time. And, and that's always for the better. And who can have enough tools, you know? Um, but, you know, for us, changes hasn't been too difficult. Uh, We've grown slow as a company. You know, like I said, Terry and I started off doing a lot of roofing. 
And then we, you know, we're maybe getting some exciting jobs at Window Jet. And then maybe, you know, we start building some little sheds and, and garages. And then we got a couple simple houses. Then we got a couple more difficult houses. You know, it just seems like it's all falling into place that, and we've just been able to learn as we go and, uh, you know, just keep up with the codes and, and yeah, it, it, it really hasn't been difficult for us just the way the stepping stones went. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you've done it the right way. You, you've taken it slow and learned throughout the process. I mean, I helped you a decade ago and back then it was, uh, there was only, I think three of you and you had three employees at the time. Uh, and now you're up to 12 or 13, I think it's yep, yep. right now. Right around there, 12, I think. Yep. And you have an office manager now. I uh, hired her fairly recently. So uh, can you talk about the, the growth and just kind of that journey throughout over the last decade or so? Well, I mean, you know, back when you were helping, I always stayed around them two, three guys. So that was pretty normal. I worked with you guys and, and, uh, that's just how it was. I didn't have to do as many estimates because I was a smaller company at the time and, and maybe not as well known. Um, and, you know, as the years went on, we became a little more well known. And, you know, I went down that path where I, uh, hurt my back real bad and had to, work, you know, I worked that whole summer, but, uh, Ended up having back surgery and complications from that. and But then I was still, you know, when I got through all that, we were still, you know, a three, four-man operation. I was still working with the guys. And, and then things just started to get busier and busier. And uh, people would come to me, hey, you hiring? I mean, most of this, all these guys happen just asking if they could get a job. I think I've only got one guy on the crew that I hired through Indeed. Otherwise, everybody else just kind of, hey, you need some help? And well, we just kept getting busier and busier and busier. And here we are. I mean, uh, but like the last two years, I've really been busting my book estimating and making sure the guys have everything you know my day is pretty much making sure the guys have everything they need at this point in my career and you know answering questions if they have questions about the project and and troubleshooting and and, and whatnot um and doing that and then at nights i was doing all the paperwork that needed to be done to you know, whether it's writing payroll or uh, doing estimates or uh, billing, you know, there's a lot of projects we do that are time and material. So you got to figure out everybody's hours. It goes on and on. And I was wearing myself real, real thin. So then, uh, Jen and you and I talked and, just decided it was time to 
maybe get some help in there and hire an office. Yep. We wanted right. somebody that had some type of construction background. Um, and, uh, you know, we put an ad on Indeed and what do we have? 15 people right away. There was uh, within, so I was managing that part for you. So there was, I think, within one day we had 22 applicants or something. Okay. It was, yeah. it was a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, well, Jen's good friends with Danny and she applied. And the ironic thing was when she saw the ad, she, she called Jen and she's like, you won't believe this, but I was talking about reaching out to you, Jen, and asking if Chad needs help because she wanted to get back into, you know, she wanted to get back into working and and doing a construction type job. And she said, you know, this residential construction is kind of what she always saw herself in. And, and uh, you know, once we get all the loose ends tied up, we got a, a program we started called Builder Trend. That's that sure looks like it's going to help a lot once it's all plugged in. And I mean, it's going to help manage projects. You know, maybe at a certain point, I'll be able to let her go out, run a run a project, you know, and get somebody in there that's just kind of more of a secretarial person. You know, mm -hmm. that, that kind of works under Danny. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's really. Uh, Took some weight off my shoulders, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you called me, I actually uh, it was just leaving the Y. You said it's time. And I knew uh, I knew exactly what you meant. And so yeah. we, uh, like you said, we've been talking about this for a long time. And it's definitely been really beneficial to have have her in yep. there. She's got some some good experience that she's uh, using. And I think she's she's definitely laying the foundation for what the office is going to look right. like. Moving forward. She took Capstone too, so she she's been around the building in industry, you know. I mean, probably overqualified for the job that she has, but yeah, it's all good. It works out for us. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, so uh, you had purchased the old Humane Society building uh, here in Monroe when you bought it. It was it was kind of run down, uh, really an eyesore in in uh monroe here and you've completely renovated it it's a beautiful building can you talk about buying this building i mean you were doing a lot of stuff at home doing all the estimates and whatnot and just right. have initially just talk about having a place to go uh for for your business uh it's nice because i don't have to take work home not saying I never do, you know, but I, I don't have an office there that I feel obligated to be sitting in, you know, if I'm home. That's how I felt before. Like, I'd get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go straight to my office, start doing things, and I'd go meet the guys. You know, um, it just, it's nice to have a place to get away. And we have a nice little shop here that, we can make some some cabinets or whatever we you know we do a little sometimes you got to make some cups custom stuff for people and it's just it's just nice to have it away from home 
Yeah, having that disconnect is is really helpful. I find working at home, I like it. Yeah. But there's times where I'll hop downstairs and work and at night or whatever. And right. Um, it's nice to have that disconnect for sure. And it's a it's a great place to have a, an actual shop where you build stuff. I know dad goes in there and uh, does yeah. a lot of stuff in there too. So it's nice to have that. Yep. That's fine. Right on the highway, good exposure. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Uh, do you have any goals for the future for Kunder Construction? I just keep growing. I mean, <laughs> I really want to try to get the youth, or not youth, but uh, younger generation involved in the trades, whether it's um, whether it's construction or not. I, we're, we're trying to work with uh, the high school a little bit with uh, seeing if we can maybe start some type of program or something possibly. Um, they talked about maybe capstone again, but I don't know if that's the route they're going to be able to take without having a teacher that's capable or willing to do that uh, type of project because I mean it takes a full-time manager to build that house mm-hmm. um, I don't know just uh, an entrepreneur is never satisfied there's always ways to improve whether it's improving benefits and stuff for the, for the guys that work with you or always making the company better and and the better you make the company the better you make the community i mean it's just that's a trickle effect you know yeah for sure i know you've you've had a lot of like over the last year i feel like your your company's grown with numbers and the amount of work you're doing but i feel like you know, adding the office manager has really helped the company grow, get more efficient and effective at, at you know, different backend stuff that people don't always see. Uh, so I think, you know, continuing on that trajectory and just, you know, you have a lot of great connections in the, in the community. So I feel like yeah. you're just going to continue to grow uh, and keep building dreams. Uh, so you've told me a lot of times that if you ever won the lottery, you'd still do exactly what you're doing today uh you know that's to me that means you're you're really living your dream can you talk about that well i'm i'm a busy body so i have to keep going i mean jen she's like i don't know how you wake up in the morning at four or five o'clock in the morning jump out of bed brush your teeth Grab a Diet Mountain Dew and you're out the door within 15 minutes. She's the coffee person. She's mm-hmm. got to get, you know get up two hours early and and drink her coffee and wake up. And I just I have to go, um, even if we're up at the cabin relaxing. I get up early. I jump in my truck and I'll go sightsee and drive around, and see what I can find. Um, so I just. I mean, money's great, but it's not everything. I don't, I don't really uh, base the business even around money. There's a lot of times I should charge people more than what I do for what we're doing. I like seeing people happy. 
lot of projects, you know, large projects that we do, build a house or something. There's there's something along the way I'll usually I'll usually throw in. Mm-hmm. And you know, that just makes the customer feels really appreciative and see that smile. I mean it's whether it's a bathroom or a brand new house, that's you're you're fulfilling somebody's dream of wanting that bathroom or house or kitchen that's the satisfying part yeah for sure no that's that's really cool uh to be able to to do that and i know uh you said you don't do this for the money uh just being able to help people you know your employees uh give them a a nice paycheck so they can go home and provide for their family to create awesome houses and you know fix people's yep. houses and all that uh that's super satisfying i know when i drive around and i i still see some places that i've helped you build and whatnot right. and it's pretty cool to be like yeah i was a part of building that house yeah i mean don't get me wrong money is good obviously money makes the business work and money mm-hmm. makes keeps my house payment paid too and yeah <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I got some rapid fire questions that I ask everybody. Uh, so I got three of them here for you. And then I got our, our final question that I'll, I'll wrap up with. So uh, first rapid fire question is what's your favorite restaurant uh, in the Green County area? Um, that's a tough one. I thought you were going to say in Wisconsin. We can say Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're probably not going to be surprised, but Rocky Rococo is kind of my go-to anytime I'm around Madison. I just, I just love their pizza. Um, but like, like say Green County, I we just we kind of like all the little restaurants around town, so we'll just kind of visit each one and you know, kind of just throw a bone to each one and. They're all, you know, they're all good. Very good. Yeah. yeah Rocky's my go-to. Oh, yeah. My wife does not like to hear that. <laughs> this guy, this guy puts extra sauce on his Rocky's pizza, and I don't understand how yeah. uh, they have enough sauce <laughs> as it is. <laughs> all right. So what's your favorite event here in Wisconsin? Tuesdays. Yeah. Just, you know, um, I see a lot of people I haven't seen in years. I just start walking around the square and hanging out and you bump into somebody you haven't seen in 20 years. Just talk to them for a little bit and move on to the next one. Then you'll see somebody you haven't seen in five years. It's fun and it's our community. Um, so it's benefiting our community. It's just a great event. It is. I mean, the fact that we get like a hundred thousand people in Monroe for this every couple yeah. of years is is crazy. It's uh, it's I so fun. Like, last time. Oh, I can't imagine what next year is going to be like with not right. having it for a couple <laughs> couple of years. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Last rapid fire question: Where's your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Uh, it's our cabin. Just being up, being up there with family. Um, hanging out, you know, go out in the boat and relax. And there's 
it's been an awful lot of work I've had to do up there over the years, but we were able to purchase it at a reasonable price. And usually when you purchase something at a reasonable price, you have to put money into it. Yeah. So um, we usually pick a project every year and try to get it out of the way. I know you've helped with several up there. So, and, you know, once we start, I like to finish. So you were there that one day and we, Started early in the morning, putting windows in, and it was getting dark when we got done. And uh, yeah, it was. But I mean, it's just nice and relaxing up there. It's far enough away, you know. It's only a couple hours, far enough away to make me feel like I'm away. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, with with the stress of running a business, uh, you need to have that that getaway just to kind of yep. disconnect a bit. Awesome. All right. Final question for you, Chad. Uh, when all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Ah, just um, loving husband, loving father. Um, hard worker, honest. I try to be very honest with, with all my customers. Uh, at the end of the day, they're paying the bill. Um, just you know, dedicated. You know, when I want to start something, I finish it. Yeah, I just want to be known as an all-around good person. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you're my big brother, but I definitely see you uh, in that light. You know, you've put in so much work and effort to get your business to where it's at right now. Um, but you've also, like, throughout the years, you've been so supportive of everything for me. You were, you coached me in wrestling and. Uh, You've just been a, a really awesome supporter for me too. So, uh, yeah, appreciate everything. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, just, I mean, biggest thing is if, <clears throat> if you have a dream, go for it. I mean, you only live one life, so and money isn't everything. Just follow your dreams and don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that have been told that and they've done it. 